What's up, everybody? My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports for Wednesday, October 25th. Last night was the World Series Game 1, and it was fantastic. Clayton Kershaw looked amazing. I have a great show planned today. I'm really excited to share with you guys what I have to say. It's going to be... So the way this show normally works is there's three segments. There's the first segment, a break. Second segment, another break. And then the third segment. So in the first segment today, I'm going to talk about... I'm going to do NFL by Yourself, my favorite segment of this entire show. And then right after that, Mark and Drake are going to join me for the final two segments, segments two and three of the entire show. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, We have a lot of stuff to talk about, many debates later. Uh, But I want to start with this. Monday night, the Eagles played the Redskins. And it was, this was a big game for both teams. The, the Eagles are currently, I think, the best, most dominant team in the NFC. And the Redskins were kind of trying, they're trying to stay alive. They are third right now in the NFC East. And with a win, the, the Eagles, the Redskins could have really secured their place for in the playoff picture and in their division. But here's what happened. The Eagles won 34-24. to The Eagles beat the Redskins. The Eagles are now 6-1. and They have the best record in the NFC. And the Redskins fell to 3-3. Three and three. I love Kirk Cousins. And this was, a, this was a huge game for both teams. Both teams really uh, needed to win. And it would, I think it was even bigger for the Redskins than the Eagles because the Eagles are doing so well. They're sitting atop the NFC. This was a big game for Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins needed to show up. I've been saying all year I love Kirk Cousins. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. I think he deserves a big money contract. And this is Kirk Cousins' year to prove that he deserves a ton of money. To prove that he deserves a long-term contract worth a lot of money and that he's a viable franchise quarterback. And not only could he have proven this year that he's a franchise quarterback, Kirk Cousins had the chance to prove, I am one of the elite quarterbacks. He, if he'd grabbed the bull by the horns and said, this is my time, I'm Kirk Cousins, and I'm one of the greats. The problem is... Kirk Cousins has not done that. Kirk Cousins has shown us exactly what he is, and it breaks my heart. I love, I love, I love Kirk Cousins. And it's funny because I don't think anyone dislikes Kirk Cousins. I think everybody is rooting for Kirk Cousins. He's like the little engine that could. We're just like, Kirk, please, please be successful. Please prove us wrong. But Monday night, this big Monday night football game on national TV where everyone is watching, A big divisional game which can really help secure their spot in the playoff picture. This is what I have to say about that. Big-time players show up in big-time games. Kirk Cousins proved he's not a big-time player. Because again, big-time players show up in big-time games. You know who showed up on Monday night? Carson Wentz, the Eagles quarterback. But this topic is not about Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is fantastic. He's the best young quarterback in the league. But this is about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has not given us evidence to say he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, I, I always preach this, this term evidence. Like currently, Notre Dame is ranked ninth in the nation. And I'm saying, I have no evidence to believe in Kirk. I have no evidence to believe in Notre Dame. And I use this to, when I talk about Boise State. I say, Boise State, what is their evidence that they're a top program in the nation? I have no evidence that Kirk Cousins is a top quarterback in the league. I love Kirk Cousins. He's my favorite. He's one of my favorite two quarterbacks. I love uh, Tom Brady. I love Derek Carr. And I love Kirk Cousins. I would love to be on the same football team as Kirk Cousins. And I believe Kirk Cousins will and should get a long-term contract. He will get a long-term contract. He should get a long-term contract. Kirk Cousins is worth a lot of money. But I don't feel easy or comfortable saying that. And I should. You know, last year I bought, I bought this new camera. I'm talking to this camera right now. 
And when I was looking around at cameras, I found a really good deal. It was a 4K camera. It was. It had some of the options I wanted. I really. I was like. I was almost about to buy this camera. But it was a brand I didn't trust, and I just felt kind of uneasy. I was like, ah, this doesn't feel right. Something feels wrong about this. And I didn't buy the camera. Eventually, I found the right camera. I found the camera I'm talking into right now. When I saw this camera, I said, this is the right camera. Right now, bam, I pulled the trigger, I bought the camera. Because when you know, you know. And if you don't know, that's a problem. If we need to ask questions about Kirk Cousins, if we're unsure or we're still still this far into the season saying, are we sure about Kirk Cousins? That's a problem. It's a big problem. I didn't buy the camera I wasn't unsure about. There should be no debate, no discussion about Kirk Cousins, and there is. That's a problem. Now, I still think Kirk Cousins should be paid like a franchise quarterback. He should get a long-term deal and a lot of money. The reason is because there are only 10, maybe, maybe 15, maybe 20 humans in the entire world who can do what he does. There's only a limited number of franchise quarterbacks in the world. So even though I don't like the way Kirk Cousins is playing, even though I feel uneasy saying he deserves a lot of money, he does, but that's because there's not enough there. When you're buying a camera because you can't find what you really want, not because that's a problem. You should buy the camera you want. You, you should buy a camera because it's the camera you want and the camera you believe is right for you. You should sign a quarterback because you think the quarterback is the best quarterback for you. Uh, but th- the problem is you can't do that in the NFL. You can't be the guys that get rid of Kirk Cousins because what if he goes off and does all right to good and you're stuck with nothing? Because where are the Redskins going to get another quarterback? So in summary, I love Kirk Cousins. I think he's fantastic. But Kirk Cousins, honestly, is the camera I didn't buy. Because it was the one that was like, eh, I'm not sure, and I'm not going to pull the trigger. As much as I love Kirk Cousins, I'm becoming more and more aware of his glaring flaws. Maybe. And I, I hope. I hope it's not too late for him to improve, because he's got a good work ethic. He's a great leader. Maybe someday he can become elite. Um, but, man, that, that's a silly thought, because who has elevated their team? We, we can make all the excuses we want for Kirk Cousins. His, his coordinator left, and he's got not great wide receivers, but the truth is Carson Wentz has elevated everyone around him. Tom Brady elevates everyone around him. Kirk Cousins does not. Kirk Cousins needs help to win. So as much as I love Kirk, I love watching his sound bites. I love his Instagram. The harsh reality is that Kirk Cousins is not good enough. Kirk Cousins has not proven himself. He had a chance. He had a big chance on the national stage on Monday, and he did not grab the bull by the horns and prove his worth. And I'm disappointed. I'm sad. But that's the harsh reality. Kirk Cousins is not one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I've been very critical of the Steelers all season. I don't like their locker room turmoil. I blame the coach. I love Mike Tomlin. There's no coach better on the podium than Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin He's kind of like Mike Leach, Washington State's quarterback. He's interesting. He's funny. I love Mike Tomlin as the guy. I don't know that I love Mike Tomlin, the coach, because he's got all kinds of issues in the locker room, and it's Mike Tomlin's job to reel in the locker room. Here's the latest story and the latest issue out of Pittsburgh. Why I don't believe in the Steelers. We have a wide receiver throwing all kinds of temper tantrums about not getting the ball. Diva wide receivers, man. Martavius Bryant said this the other day. He said, if things don't get better, if I don't get the ball more, if things don't get better, then I got to go. 
He's saying, I only got targeted twice in the last game. I want the ball thrown to me more. And he's saying that if he doesn't get the ball more, he's gonna, he wants to leave and be traded away from the Steelers. When I hear that, I say you have to move him. Regardless of whether you, he can help you or not, whatever, you have to get rid of Martavis Bryant. Martavis Bryant has checked out. He can no longer help you. Get rid of him. When your girlfriend threatens to break up with you, if you don't do something, what do you do? You break up with her. One time, a long time ago, my ex-girlfriend said, come to college with me or I will break up with you. And I was heartbroken. I was sad. But I knew right there, this relationship is over. We broke up. Um, Where does it end? So when someone says, do this or else, when someone holds that over your head, where does it end? Because first it's like, cut your hair or I'll break up with you. You know, take these classes, wear, your, wear some glasses, or I'll break up with you. Dress this way, or I'll break up with you. Play guitar, if I'll break up with you. Go to college, move in with me, or I'll break up with you. A relationship is a partnership, not a debate. You have to trade Martavius Bryant. The Steelers quarterback, big, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, cannot be second-guessing his throws. He can't be saying with every decision, hmm, you know, Antonio Brown's open, but I should probably throw to Martavius Bryant so he doesn't get mad and leave our football team. You cannot work under those conditions. You can't date someone if they're holding everything over your head. Just like you can't work with someone who's constantly saying, uh, do this or I'll leave. Nope. No, no, no. Go home. Check out. You, you, can't, you cannot work with those kind of people. You know, it reminds me of this. Are you buying chocolates for your girlfriend because you actually want to buy her chocolates? Or because she said... Buy me chocolates or I'll break up with you. (laughs) Enough said right there. You cannot live your life that way. That is not a healthy relationship. And you can't work with people like that. The the Pittsburgh Steelers need to trade Martavius Bryant. I don't care if he's good. I don't care if he helps you. I don't care if you don't get any value for him. He's now useless to you because he has a bad attitude and you don't want to work with people like that. You can't have people saying, throw me the ball or else. That is unacceptable and the Steelers need to trade Martavius Bryant. Ah, this is my favorite segment of this entire show. Oh my goodness. I do this every week after Monday Night Football. This is NFL buy or sell. It's like buying stocks. I buy a football team or I sell a football team. This is NFL buy or sell. This week, I am selling the Broncos. You know, man, I got this one wrong. All year, I I have said the Broncos, I've said all year that you need a quarterback to win. And I, I really thought the Broncos were the exception to this rule. I thought with their incredible defense, the Broncos could overcome uh, but the truth is, you need a quarterback to win. And Trevor Simeon, their quarterback, is like a guy driving a golf cart trying to win a NASCAR race. It is just not working. I'm selling the Broncos. The Raiders. This is the hardest call I've had to make all year. The Raiders' defense is awful. Uh, but Derek Carr, and Derek Carr's playing hurt. So they have a bad defense and a hurt quarterback. But guess what? I have to pick one. Buy or sell. I'm not doing this wait and see. I am buying the Raiders because... Derek Carr is the number two quarterback, the number two athlete in the MVP race. It's Tom Brady and Derek Carr. Derek Carr has magic. And so I believe in Derek Carr. I'm buying the Raiders. I'm selling the Packers. And this is the last time I will ever mention the Packers in this segment. I'm done with the Packers after this. The Packers don't have a quarterback. Enough said. It's over. I'll see you next season, Packers, but you're done this year. I'm selling the Packers for good. I'm buying the Patriots. The Patriots have the league MVP, Tom Brady. And now their defense is figuring it out. I said earlier in the year, the Patriots have fixable problems on defense. And now the Patriots are fixing their mistakes. 
They're like a good stock. They have a great owner, a great coach, and a legendary quarterback. The Patriots are okay. I'm buying the Patriots. I'm selling the Steelers. The Steelers are a weird team. They're, they're in a terrible division, so they don't need to do much to win and make the playoffs, but that's all they're going to do. They're going to make the playoffs, fizzle out, and die. The Steelers will not win the Super Bowl this year, next year, the year after that. They need to get a new head coach if they want to win a Super Bowl. There's too much turmoil going on in the locker room. I'm selling the Steelers. I'm still buying the Kansas City Chiefs. I love the Chiefs. They have the best roster in the league. They have a great coach. Alex Smith is playing fantastic. And you know, it's funny. Everyone is ready to just bail on them. It's like, guys, they had one bad game and they lost a heartbreaker. The Chiefs are fine. I'm buying the Chiefs. They're the biggest challenge to the Patriots in the AFC. I'm selling the Bears. Um, I shelved the Packers for the season. I'm doing the same thing with the Bears. The Bears are done. Uh, I like Mitch Trubisky, but he needs time to develop and time to improve. Mitch Trubisky's not there yet. I'm selling the Bears. I am all in on the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh my goodness. They are the best team in the NFC and maybe in the entire NFL. They have the best young quarterback in the league and, and both sides of the ball. You know, the, the Seahawks are really good on defense, on, on their, uh, their defensive line, but the Seahawks offensive line struggles. The Patriots in just in adjusted position are better on the offensive line and bad on the defensive line. The Eagles are one of those rare teams where they are good on both sides, uh, the offensive line and the defensive line. And that is how you will win games in November. I am buying as much of the Eagles as I possibly can. But you know what doesn't win games in November? Tyrod Taylor. I'm done with the Bills. The Bills have a great defense. The Bills have a mediocre quarterback. We need to learn from the Broncos. You can't have a mediocre to bad quarterback and a great defense and win in the NFL. I'm selling the Bills. And finally, I am selling Cam Newton. The Panthers need a new quarterback. I'm done. I've watched for years. I've seen enough over the years. Cam Newton doesn't have it. He's emotionally immature. He's all over the place. He struggles with accuracy. He, he, I don't like the way he dresses. That's one of my things. It's not that important, but his play is all over the place, and he's not the leader I would want in my football team. I don't trust Cam Newton, and he's like a toddler. I, I wouldn't want him to run my football team. That has been NFL by ourselves. Thank you so much for listening. Um, before we go on break, the other night, there was a late call in the Rockets and Grizzlies game. The Rockets had the ball down four points with a minute left. It was 94 to 90. The Rockets have the ball. And, and James Harden threw a pass to one of his teammates and the ref got in the way and the, the ref knocked the ball out of the, out of the, off the court and the ball was out of bounds. Memphis Grizzlies ball. So the Rockets felt screwed over. They lost their possession. They ended up losing the game 98 to 90. And Rockets fans went ballistic. They were so angry. Rockets fans were like, ah, the refs cost us this game. They ruined our comeback, yada, yada. <sighs> Be very cautious when you blame the refs for a loss. My, I love my high school coach, best coach I ever had in my life. My high school football coach, Steve Kaiser, amazing, amazing guy. He had this saying once. He said, if we lose a game and if we lose a game because of the refs, that's on us. If we ever let a game come down to the wire where the refs can make a decision and cost us the game, that's on us. You had four quarters to earn a win. The Rockets had four quarters to play good enough to win the game. They could have been up by 20, but they weren't. You can, I will never, I will rarely ever take the side of a team in this position. I will almost always side with the refs because you cannot live your life that way. You can just say, look, hey, we had a chance. We blew it. We left the game. We put the, left the game up in the air where it's 50-50. The refs cost us the game. If you want to win the game, win by 20, then there's no debate ever. Um, 
I just will rarely ever, ever take the side of the players. Every once in a while, I will side with the players, not the refs. But for the most part, I will always side with the refs. Coming up next, I'm so excited. Mark and Drake are probably outside right now. We are going to discuss the World Series Game 1. Cam Newton, why I'm selling Cam Newton. I'm done with Cam Newton. We're going to talk also about the Seahawks and the Washington State football program. Can WSU go 10-2? My name is Zach Schaumler. I'm going to take a short break. Subscribe on iTunes. This show is growing. The show is building. It's really fun. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're also on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. And tell your friends about this show. This is my favorite thing. It's my passion project. It's what I do in college. And it's what I want to do someday. You know, if I had my way, NFL buy or sell would be on Tuesdays because I do the show Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But until I have the audience and can monetize it, that's not going to happen. So tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. My name is Zach Schaumler. Mark and Drake are coming up next. I'll be right back. What's up, everybody? We're back. This is Drake. This is Mark. Last night, the game one of the World Series happened, and I've said uh, very—I've had a lot of like backlash on Twitter for this. I've said that I think it will be a five-game series. I think tomorrow, whenever they play next, the Astros—they play tonight. Tonight, they're yeah, they Justin Verlander's pitching. They'll win that matchup. But after that, I think the Dodgers are primed to win the series in five games. What do you guys feel about that? I actually agree with you, Zach. Um, really? I I want I'm I'm rooting for the Astros, but I really do think that the Dodgers do have this in the bag. The Dodgers have just been way too good this year, and we saw it again last night. Uh, we had you know Kershaw was he pitched seven innings, had an earned run, unbelievable, eleven strikeouts, no yeah. walks, yeah, incredible game he was by Clayton out. Kershaw. And the craziest thing is, is that you know if the, if it does go five games, he's gonna he's gonna pitch another game and. Most likely going to need another dub. Isn't so, that scary? It is. It is scary. He's going to pitch and, twice. I mean, ugh. I mean, it's just crazy. And then if you also look at it, I mean, they they led off the game with the leadoff home run from Chris Taylor, the ex Mariner, ex Mariner, by the way. It hurts and a little bit. It, little, it does oh, a man. lot of bit actually, a lot of bit. <laughs> where, like, where were you at when you had you, Chris? So, um, and then Justin Turner, two run bomb. Is he the best? Night. Is Justin Turner the best batter this side of like in America? Maybe at least on the West Coast. Justin Turner is incredible. Uh, on the West Coast, yeah. I, yeah, I think Justin, I mean, I Justin Turner's unbelievable. He's got the best hair in the league. Oh, yeah. There he's we got go. Good, there he's we got go. Good That's what I'm talking about. You know what I love about Heck Justin yeah. Turner? This is not related to sports, but he just doesn't even look like an athlete. Like You're like, is that guy working at the Lumberjack Guard really play baseball? Like, it just, it's like, I know. Like, if Shelby saw Justin Turner, she'd be like, is that your friend from the, uh, like school or does he play baseball? Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. No, <laughs> and actually, can I, can I just give a shout-out real yeah. quick to uh, Corey Seager? Corey Seager came back, his first game yeah. back for, um, you know, after missing the whole ALCS against the Cubs. Yep. Yep. And he was two for three last night, and you know, it, it's it's just incredible. I mean, to think that they went and killed the Cubs in that ALCS in four games, and to have Corey Seager come back now, you know, in the in the World Series, and just how much better he makes their yeah. team, it's just yeah. incredible. Um, and then also uh, George Springer, four Ks last night. The Astros just didn't have it. And um, well, here's what's you know, weird about. Just, about this World Series is that the Astros really are a better story. I mean, the Astros were like the Cleveland Browns of baseball. They were nothing. In fact, when they they were so irrelevant, I'm embarrassed to say this. When they moved to the AL, I didn't even know. I had no idea because I just I don't pay attention to the Astros. No one does. And normally, America grabs on to the underdog, but America doesn't seem to be rooting for them. America seems to want the LA Dodgers to win the game and win the World Series. And it's it's just a weird kind of thing I noticed. I was like, normally we root for the underdog, and here we're not. 
Because I really believe the Dodgers, they don't have a flaw in their lineup. The Dodgers are, I mean, I don't follow a lot of baseball, but I've watched this year. It's always the Dodgers. And the Dodgers, every time I look, they're just unbelievable, un, a game after unbelievable game. Like they had a stretch this season where it's like, are they going to lose ever this season? It was just, it was ridiculous. It's incredible. I mean, and as a, as a, you know, Mariners fan, like me and Drake, we kind of <laughs> expected that uh, the Astros would be bad when they first joined our division, but they've uh, definitely proven us wrong. Well, so. it, their story's unbelievable, really. Do you have anything to say? Yeah, I got to say this series is over. Um, I saw on ESPN Stats and Info Twitter's page, they talked about how um, in the wild card era, um, the team to win game one of the World Series goes on to win the series really? 82% of the time. So Interesting. I, I do think this series is over. I do think it will go five. The problem is Astros can't win on the road. We saw it in the ALCS. They yeah. you know lose all three games in New York. Yeah, They lost last night against the Dodgers. Again, they, on the can't, road. they can't win on the road. Um, and obviously to win this series, they got to be able to win on the road. And I don't see that happening. Dodgers bullpen, too. They've been absolutely just lights out, okay? They, in this postseason, have 23 scoreless innings pitched, okay? So that that's a recipe for success, and that's today's baseball now. If you you know you want to be successful, your bullpen has to be yeah, on point. So 100%. Dodgers bullpen's great. And um, one thing I'd like to add, I wish, I wish Vin Scully would come back and just call the rest of the World Series with, like, Joe <laughs> Buck. I think it would be such a cool thing for Fox to do that, just to bring him in. But, I mean, he is retired now, and he's been a long-time Dodger you know, broadcaster. So it'd be, it would have been cool if he could have came back for this. A lot of people I know wanted him to come yeah. back, too. So. You know what I would like to see? Just an, either an inning or, like, a, a seventh-inning stretch. I don't expect him to come back. But, like, or, I make an appearance. I think I'd be really Or cool. even if he does, like, take me out to the ball game or something. something. Like, seventh-inning stretch. Like, how cool would that be for Dodgers fans to see that? Cause he's I, I'd love to see him make an appearance. Again, I think it's it's kind of unfair to call a guy who's uh, – is he, how old is he? Is he he's up, upper 80s? Yeah, I think he's, he's in his he's 80s. Old, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, call him back. I mean, 80s. the guy retired. He's done. I'd leave him alone. But if he wants to come back, maybe I haven't heard from him. I'd love to hear from him. What does he want to do? Because I think he's yeah. Vin Scully. If he wants to be involved, he can do whatever he wants. I, you know, very true. I yeah. agree. Um, I agree. You know, how, but how much does it suck though that you know last year he retires, right? And yeah. then you know this year they're going to the World Series, most likely going to win. How cool would it have been for him to retire this? And year we missed it by year? one year. I know. Who are cool I'm rooting for the Dodgers. I believe the Dodgers will win in five. What are your prediction? Who are you rooting for? Um, yeah, I got Dodgers in five. Um, you know, I, I again, I'm, I'm kind of you know, I'd like to see the Astros in you know, the same division as the Mariners, but I just think, I mean, just truthfully, I think the Dodgers are just too much for the Astros right now. So, I got the Dodgers in five. Mark, uh, from a fan perspective, I want this to go seven. I want this to go seven. From Agreed, hundred percent, actually. And I, I'm rooting for the Astros, but uh, realistically, I think the Dodgers. I do agree with you guys. Dodgers win in five. Actually, I wouldn't even be surprised if they won in four. To be honest, so I want to talk about Steph Curry. I said on Monday on the show. Steph Curry gets a free pass, and it drives me nuts. I, I, I think if Steph Curry and LeBron James did exactly the same things, we would hate LeBron James, and we would still love Steph Curry. Because Steph Curry, no matter what, it's like he's a, I don't know, I don't know a good, no good comparison, but he, does, he gets away with so many things because he's likable, and it drives me insane. And I actually, I do have a good comparison for Steph Curry. He reminds me of that, that little kid at daycare. He, he's kind of that devil child. He looks great, you know, when you just look at the guy. Man, he looks awesome. What a nice little kid. And then when he actually shows his true emotion, you know, when the daycare lady or whatever's not there and oh. he's around all the other kids and he gets super pissed off Dude. and he just, bam, he throws <laughs> his mouth guard at an official. Are you kidding me? How is he not suspended? I don't understand that. And again, the NBA is just showing again why, you know, Steph Curry is at another level of, I don't even know, um, I don't know the word for it. Well, I, I love your it's, comparison. It's, it's, 
but he 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 gets a pass. He gets oh, a yeah. pass from the NBA, nope. and it sucks. It sucks to see that because again, the NBA loves the Warriors and they drive the NBA, which I don't blame them. But also, you gotta you gotta discipline your players for that. You gotta hold everybody yeah. to a certain standard. This is the NBA. This is not like pickup basketball where you can just do whatever the hell you want. No, you need to suspend Steph Curry at least I think two games. You throw a mouth guard and official. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that's, that's pathetic. That's pathetic on his part, and only to be fined, I believe, it was fifty grand. That's it. You kidding <laughs> that's me? A joke. That is a joke for Steph Curry, and and again the NBA, and it looks bad. It looks bad. So that's my take. On I it. I love your comparison because every we all knew a guy growing up who was like a total punk and a pain in the butt yeah. when no one's watching. Yeah. But then the teachers show up, or yep. the the coach shows up, and he's he's Mr. Perfect. I knew yep. a guy like this once, and uh, we were like enemies growing up in yep. fifth grade all through life. We finally both played quarterback in high school, and I finally beat him. I got the last laugh. But, man, it was so annoying. Every, we all knew a kid like that, and that is yeah. Steph Curry. It's a great comparison. And here's the thing about this is that I really, really believe that, like, the way they responded to it after the game, Steph Curry's laughing about it, making jokes, and Steve Curry's like, oh, he should be suspended for 10 games. He really endangered thousands of people. They don't take this seriously at all, and they're not holding him accountable for his actions, which is what we should do. I, I'm biased. I don't like Steph Curry anyways. But it just it drives me nuts that if any other NBA player in the league did this, they would be reprimanded, and Steph Curry gets a free pass. You know, I I'm I'm curious about Steph Curry. Yeah, because you are a Warriors player. Fan. You my favorite good. player. I this love the good. Warriors. Can't wait to hear this. But um, I was very disappointed in Steph when I saw this that he threw his mouth guard. I watched the replay, and I just couldn't. I I just I just couldn't process why he would do that. Why did he throw his mouth guard? Did he want a foul? If he wanted a foul, that was not a foul, and he had absolutely no reason to throw that mouth guard. But I've actually, you know, for a personal story for me. Um, I think Steph me having two MVPs, winning two yep. NBA Finals, and just how much success he's had in the NBA, he's he's getting to that point where he's kind of just has has started letting that all, all that success get to his head. I think personally, and um, you know, I, I'm I'm guilty of this as well because when I go to the rec and I find myself playing insanely well for weeks at a time, months oh, at a time, man. man, I am on the highest pedestal. And we'll man. tell you about I, it. Oh man, I, I'm the I same way. It. I love winning. I absolutely, yeah. there's nothing better. I, than I just I let it go to my yeah. head. I think I'm just the greatest guy who walks in the court when I go yeah. out there sometimes, and it's just an awful attitude to have. And personally, for me, I think Steph needs to be humbled, and I really do think that he should have been suspended. Give him that two game suspension. Humble him, and not only humble him, but humble the Warriors. The Warriors, they're too confident. They're too. Co- they're not even. Co- they're confident, but they're starting to get cocky now. You know what I mean? And the, I, and the knowing kind. Ex- exactly. Like, uh, exactly. Go away. And I think that the Warriors, they need to be humbled. And Steph needs to stop being a diva when he walks on the court. Agreed. He needs to go out there and he needs to just play ball. And and this is coming from a Steph fan. I love Steph. He's yeah. my favorite player. Agree. Uh, yeah, you are. You have his the, shoes. Ex- I do. I do. He's my favorite yes, player. He does. But I, I I did not like this from Steph and I uh, really hope that um, the Warriors can get on the right track and stop being so cocky and start playing basketball I almost wish that they kind of you know lose some games and be 10 games under 500 so they can be humbled and start playing some good ball that's what I, that's how I feel so side note I do have off that Kevin Durant by the way he's also got to be mature he actually flipped off the official also he did, not, he, did he did the ring finger that's what he's he's claiming it was the ring finger. But but even, like, even I got the ring. video looked like he was ring. flipping. Oh off yeah, the well official. this this does this look like a middle finger? It probably does. Well okay, but it, it's, it's still immature and wrong. It was very quick. But again, regardless, you can't do it. He ended up getting ejected. He ended up getting ejected. As he should have been. As he should have been. So again, yeah. just just being mature. And I think the Warriors were frustrated. Okay, Memphis really got in their yeah. head. They were on the road. I'm sure their fans were being very rowdy as they normally are in Memphis, the grindhouse. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely boiled all over, and um, 
you know, it's kind of a bad sight to see. You kind of wish that was more in the locker room, maybe everybody getting pissed instead of out on the court, everybody's out there. And it was, you know, under a minute in the game. It was a 10-point game. Grizz were going to win. They obviously did win, so. Well, Which is, oh, I, I just, I just, just these are this, these opinions are coming from two guys that don't like the Warriors and aren't huge Steph fans. And I'm a huge I love the Warriors. Like, I, I, think love, the, I think the I, Warriors I love what's going on. Unlikable team in but, the NBA. But doing this kind of stuff, it, it it makes it gives me a reason to want to root against them. Yeah. Because these aren't the Warriors that I started to root for when I when they first started when they were up and coming. You know what yeah. I mean? Now they just have so much cockiness and just so much just bad vibe going around them that I just I don't know they just think they're just on the highest pedestal and it's it's just annoying to me we see this effect with everybody I want to give there, you guys are not going to get this at all but there's a YouTube a YouTuber called uh, they're a group called H3H3 and they've come up um, from nothing to being really successful making a lot of money and they don't flaunt it you watch all these guys creators come up and we watch them develop into something. You're like, uh, I don't like what you are anymore. Because they get success. They get money. They get the car. They get the, 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 like, the wife. And you're like, now you're kind of a cocky guy I don't want to be a fan of. And it's really, it's so hard to manage that growing up. So I, I do understand where the Warriors are coming from because they're not that bad. Like Steph seems like, I'm not a fan. He does seem like a legitimately good guy. Like a guy that'd be fun to hang out with and kind of a... A punk, but not in a mean way. Just kind of in a, I'm fun in Steph Curry way. I completely agree with that. Yeah, I do, and that's why I'm 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 pretty disappointed in them. But I do understand that this happens to people. I mean, it's happened to me. It's you know, it's yeah. happened to other people. And that's why you know, it's 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 tough to stay humbled. But that's something that you need to do. And I just think it'll take an event. You know, Warriors losing five games in a row or something in order for them to get humble again. So, so Steph Curry, I think, is showing a little bit of immaturity. But here's so, but I'm willing to forgive that. Here's a guy who's in maturity. I'm unwilling to forgive. Oh yeah, I am done with Cam Newton. I, I think the Panthers should get rid of him. I think it's over. I would I would trade him or release. I I don't know. I just it's I'm done. I've watched him for years do the same thing. These antics. He's immature. He's emotionally all over the place. He dresses like a guy. Like dude, you're not an NFL quarterback. If you high fashion, I'm sorry. You're the only quarterback doing that. And I know you want to express yourself, but I, I'm not a fan of it. And. He can't hit the broadside of a barn. We've seen the guy for years struggle with accuracy over and over and over again. And he has high moments. He really does have moments where it's like, hey, he's an incredible athlete. I get why people like him. But I'm done with him. I don't believe in him. He's never going to win. He's not the guy I would want being the top of my franchise. Because I want stability like Russell Wilson or Tom Brady. Not a flamboyant two-year-old. And that's what Cam Newton is to me. What do you guys feel about that? How do you guys feel? Um, I mean... I don't know if I'd go as far as getting rid of Cam Newton, but um, I I I don't I'm with you, Zach. I don't like him. I don't like his attitude, and it it sucks for that organization because he is that face of the franchise, and it yeah. does suck for the Panthers. And I like for me, I, I I don't know any Panthers fans. Do you? I I know a lot of fans who root against the Panthers, but I just. For me, I, uh, I I do think Cam Newton is a very talented player, very good player, and we've seen it before. He did take this team to a Super Bowl, and they probably possibly should have won that Super Bowl had they played a little better. Yeah. Um, I do think that Cam can't. It, it, it's up to Cam though. Cam needs to change his attitude, and he needs to just be about ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, he needs to agreed. stop with all this flamboyant stuff and all this. Unneeded nature. attention. Yeah. Unneeded attention. Yeah. You don't need that. Play football. Look at you know Carson I mean? Wentz. Exactly. Carson Wentz wears jeans and his exactly. shirt. And he's low-key and he's stable. He's not all over the place emotionally. He's not throwing up celebrations and doing stuff that's just like, why are you drawing attention to yourself? Draw attention with your play. That's what I like to see from Cam Newton. Be quiet and earn my respect with your play on the field. I don't want to hear your mouth and I don't want to see. I, I just, I don't know. And, and I'm very biased. Again, I, I really don't like Cam Newton at all. I've said this for years. But I'm getting sick of it. I'm, you know, we compare middle-of-the-road quarterbacks where 
Tom Brady's capable of winning a Super Bowl. I don't think Kirk Cousins is anymore. And I, I've talked today on the show how I'm done with Kirk Cousins. Cam Newton's kind of in the same territory. It's like the guy isn't working. He's he's good because he makes money for your pro, uh, your your football team, keeps you viable. But it's like you're not going to get to the next level, Cam. I'm sorry, but you're done. And what do you do with that? What do you think? Yeah. Drake? So 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 on Cam Newton, um, he's a guy that um, obviously is very immature. But but again, going back to your point. You know, he's not a Russell Wilson. He's not a Tom Brady. Those are two quarterbacks that are very hard to find in general. Okay? True, so true, sure. Very difficult there. Um, I love his talent, though. He's Again, he's he's a very solid quarterback. I mean, he is six, he's 6'5", 250. I mean, but you I would, can't find that in too I, I many quarterbacks. Say, though, I know it's hard to find, but you're not going to find... How many guys in the league just do their job and are quiet? He's the no. one outstanding guy that's like, dude, what are you doing? Here, here's where I'm not going to defend him, okay? So, I, I mean, going back to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson... Excuse me. Russell Wilson... Made one of the bigger mistakes in Super Bowl history, you know, yeah. doing that pick on the one yard line. Yeah. He absolutely owned it after the game. He talked to the press. He owned his whole thing. He, you know, he blamed himself, and uh, he lost with grace. He lost with grace. Okay, Cam Newton after losing the Super Bowl to Denver just not just wasn't there. He he just he didn't lose with grace, and that's been his whole issue. And until he can learn to lose with grace, because I noticed it, a lot of his problems have been coming off losses. He can't... I mean, this last weekend against Chicago, he got absolutely owned. Yeah. He got absolutely owned. But mm-hmm. when he wins, everything's okay. But yeah. but he's got to learn to lose with grace. And once he does that, I think we'll start seeing a different Cam Newton. But again, when is that going to be? And, and is Carolina will, willing to wait on that? I, I want to call it something I've done that's kind of a cheap shot. I make fun of his clothing. And, and I, I actually kind of regret doing that because what I would like to do is discuss his play on the field. Because I think I do think it's a cheap shot to talk about his fashion, the way he dresses. That's not about football. I don't know if fans listening want to hear me talk about that, but it is something that drives me nuts, and it's a, indicative of a bigger problem, which is you're being flashy and you're drawing attention. And I just, aside from the way he dresses, I just think he's emotionally immature. The way he responds to criticism or responds to failure. Yes. You watch the game on. He's down fourteen to nothing to the Bears, and he looks like he's down fifty to nothing or hundred to nothing. He's, yeah. he's mopey and down. It's like, dude, wake up. Because Russell Wilson, when he's down, we've seen it time and time again. He's, let's go, guys. Let's go. Let's go. Cam Newton doesn't have that, and it's killing me. I'm just done with it. Can, uh, just going off your guys' um, idea of you know Cam not losing very well, I think Cam, and I think that all of us can actually learn something from Russell Wilson and how he takes losses. I'm going to go back to a game last year where it was probably the hardest – watch Seahawks game I've ever had to watch and it was the game at Green Bay last year where Russell Wilson threw five interceptions I my favorite press conference I think I've ever watched was Russell Wilson after that game and what he said and he he was he was short with his answers and he said we just didn't have it today I threw five picks that's my bad but the nice thing about football is I'm excited for next week he said that I'm excited for next week and, and, yeah. and to me, taking that and looking at that press conference is even though he was being asked questions and being asked to reflect on the game, Russell Wilson was already projecting his mind into next week. He said, this was a bad game. We got to flush it. We can't dwell on it because if we dwell on it, we're not going to play better next week. And yeah. he was already on to next week and he was just ready to go. And I just love that. And personally, I take that into my life <laughs> and I start doing that with, with a bunch yeah. of other things that I do, even school. Because bad things happen, man. It and it's all about it how does. you respond. Exactly. You, yes. you, you do yes. bad exactly. on a test or you mm-hmm. crash your car. Move on. Actually, this summer, that's a great example. Before we go to the break, I crashed my car this summer. The first day I started my job in LA, I crashed my car. And instead of letting it ruin the trip, I was like, you know what? I can't change what happened. I'm going to smile, nod, move on, and really enjoy LA. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. I'm joined by Drake 
and Mark. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the Seahawks. Can Washington State football go 10-2? and And Notre Dame is in the top 10, and I have a very strong opinion. I'm really excited for that debate. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes. Drake, do you have something to say? Are we still talking Ohio State, Penn State? We will. That's after the We break. better. We better. You're right. You're totally right. When we come back, Ohio State, Notre Dame, WCU Seahawks, subscribe to the show on iTunes, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, and go share this show with your friends. If you like it, you want it to grow, tell your friends about the show. My name is Zach Schaumler. We'll be right back. All right. We are back. I'm joined by Mark and Drake. Drake, we have watched every football team for WCU this season. I've worked on the sidelines. We've been around this team all season long. And before they lost to Cal, my prediction was they will go 10-2. and Now, they lost to Cal and they beat USC, which is kind of a surprise flip-flop. Do we think they can still go 10-2 and on the season? Because their schedule coming up next, they have Arizona, Stanford, a tough game, they're number 20, Utah, and then number 12, UW. And all the last three games, Stanford, or sorry, Arizona, Utah, and UW are all away games. Can they go 10-2, and Drake? What do you think? Um, I got to say this. Go, going down this four-game stretch, it's going to be very difficult for the Cougs. Um, Arizona is no slouch. No. And then, especially and playing Arizona. on the road. Arizona's played some good football right now. They're 3-1 and one in the Pac-12. I didn't think they were going to be anybody before the year, and especially mm-hmm. last year, too. I mean, we no. beat them 69-7 to seven here. That was insane. Best dads weekend, by the way. Well, can so I say this, was, by the way? When you get embarrassed by a team like that, the next season, you want to come back. You bring everything you have. Because when you lose a game yeah. like that, you never want that to happen ever again. And Arizona's going to give us everything They're we gonna have. Bring it. they got a lot to play for. they still got to play for the South. But um, going to my point, I, I really think um, this team can, can, can run the table to end the season. Here's why. Okay? Okay. Luke Falk came back this season for unfinished business. He quoted that. Okay, Because he yeah. could have easily gone to the NFL. And, you know, I wouldn't have blamed him at all if he would have went to the NFL because, you know, we could have moved on. You know, we had, um, you know, we got some younger players. Gabe Marks was gone. River Craycraft, two of his more favorite receivers. Um, But he came back for, you know, unfinished business. And I still think he is looking at going to that Pac-12 championship because we have never, I mean, we haven't done that, you know, since they actually started the Pac-12 championship. And that, I think, will be a huge step in the direction for this program. I think they can run the table and finish the season and go to the Pac-12 championship. Will they win it? I don't know because I don't know who's coming out of the South yet. Well, let's assume USC. Let's, let's assume, assume USC. That would be a doozy of a ball game. I think that would be um, that I would think be an incredible ball game. I think we could beat them too. But again, that's that's a lot. That's a lot to ride. But again, this defense is playing so well right now. I love where they're at. They're getting turnovers. And again, to shut out. I mean, they've had they've had two shutouts this year. And and I don't care who you're playing. You shut out a college football team. That that's that's awesome. That's really good. But Alex Grinch has done an incredible job, and I think his schemes that he uses really, really put teams at a disadvantage. So it's, it's going to be fun to watch here coming down the stretch. Um, it, it will be tough. It will, will be tough to run the table, but I think this team can do it. I, I have a good feeling about this team, but but again, we'll see. Mark, I have a very simple question for you. What is our biggest statement win this season as a Washington State football team? I mean, I think the obvious answer would be USC. Um, I was very impressed, though, with our win against Colorado. And the reason I say that is just because that game, I, I don't know if people watching it could tell on TV, but we were at that game, and that was just a wet game. My clothes are still wet from that game, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you guys. Wow. And use it, the dryer, Mark. Come uh, on. Come on, Mark. And, I know your I mom mean, didn't teach you much, but come on, buddy. <laughs> uh, and I mean, you know, it's just – but but the reason I'm, in, I'm impressed with that win is just because, you know, w- we shut out Colorado, and um, we we were catching the ball decently in the, re- in the wet rain, and that, that's yeah. a tough game. And I don't care who you're playing in the rain like that. That's, that's a tough ball game to win. But I do think that uh, my answer for the – statement when we've had is USC and I just thought 
Wazoo played a good I game. I said a simple <laughs> question, Mark, and you gave me this amazing answer. What do I do with that? No, that's I'm a great sorry, answer. I'm I, sorry. No, I agree. Because the Colorado, you can't take for granted the wow. Colorado game. Winning that way, 28 to nothing in pouring rain, throwing the ball so well in the rain. But for me, USC, if you look nationally, they look down at us and they say, they beat USC. And USC is currently, I think, being discredited by it. They lost to Notre Dame, who, in my opinion, is overrated. We'll talk about that later. And they were dominated up front by Texas, and we struggled. We beat them in a close game. I know they lost to Texas, but it was they got just decimated up front by Texas. And I really, really think that our weakness, and I know that I, I, I've, I've flip-flopped all the time on this, is our, is our, our, is our front seven and our offensive line good enough? Are our linemen big enough and strong enough to beat a team like UW or Stanford? And I really think... I know I, I think we're going to lose to UW. I just I don't have any confidence. But the game we're skipping over is Stanford. I think Stanford, I know Cameron Scarlett personally. I think Cam, you know, Stanford could just run all over us. Well, can, going off that point, can I, can I just go real quick, yeah, Drake? Yeah, you go, and then I will I'm, roast. I'm personally, nervous for, I'm personally nervous for all these games because, I mean, we can't look over, overlook any of these games if you think no. about it. Arizona no. on the road. Utah on the road. Stanford at home. That's a tough game. And UW, UW will by far be the toughest game because playing in Husky Stadium, I've been to a lot of games in Husky Stadium. Not easy to play there. And going to games in Husky Stadium is way different than playing in Martin Stadium. Before you go, I want to say that the, the difference with UW and every other team in the Pac-12, I think they're the only team up front who can t- compete on a national level. I think they could compete with Oklahoma up front. I think they could, they would lose to Alabama, they would lose to an SEC team, but they could compete up front with a, a Georgia or with a, I'm not going to say Penn, uh, Ohio State, but I think Penn State, they could compete up front. They'd, get, they'd lose, but they'd be competitive. And I don't think any other team in the Pac-12 can compete up front in the trenches with their offensive and defensive linemen nationally. Drake, what do you have to say? Roast me. Tell me why we're going to Okay, so you, you talked about how Stanford would run all over us, okay? So the matchup last year, we played at Stanford, okay? Yeah. And we blew them out at home. We absolutely took Christian McCaffrey out of the game, who's now with the Carolina Panthers and having a pretty good start to his rookie yeah, season. Totally. And he was also a Heisman candidate. But yeah. it's the same formula this year. Bryce Love, solid running back. Will be in the NFL one day and kill him. In fact, limited, less, not as good as Christian McCaffrey. He's, I mean, I think he's. he's He's almost as good. You think so? No joke. Okay. He, he could be that guy. But, again, they can't throw the football. And, and the Kooks have – Alex Grinch has done an incredible job two years in a row playing Stanford. He did an incredible job taking away Christian McCaffrey yeah. and that running back. But the Kooks can't compete up front. They – they their D linemen, they're like snakes. They're like little snakes. They get through They get <laughs> yeah. through the line. Yes, obviously, physically, no. They cannot compete. But Kooks do some different schemes that I think that um, will allow their speed D, as they, they like to call it, um, give them an advantage, and, and especially too, we're at home. Okay, we got the Martin Stadium crowd. It's a fun crowd. Zoo crew gonna be lit. So can they go ten and two? I think it's I think it's overwhelmingly possible. I think they can beat Utah has quarterback issues. Arizona is no slouch, but I think we can beat Arizona. And I I do even though I really uh, do not have a lot of faith that we can beat Stanford. I think we do because again, you look at quarterbacks. You look at, what's the thing? You look at the quarterbacks. You look at the coach, and you look at the the rest of the defense. We yeah. have them beat. We have a better quarterback, a better coach, and c- comparable athletes. So I think we yes. win Stanford. Yes. UW, I think we're going to lose. I just have no, I, I no I faith agree. we can beat UW. I agree. So I think 10-2 is possible and reasonable. Can, can we, uh, just going off what Drake was saying about uh, stopping, stopping their running backs well. Yeah. Um, but we also lost to Stanford two years ago when they had Christian McCaffrey at home on Halloween. And you were there. By two. I was there, yeah. yeah. And so... I do think that the Cougs are a better team than they were two years ago, especially I think our defense is playing better, and Luke Falk is just better as a quarterback. And oh, our, we're just having things clicking right now, besides that Cal game. But 
I don't think – I think the Stanford game is going to be a very close game, hard-fought battle, kind of like the battle we had against USC. That's how I think yeah. that game will be. Yeah. So. I'm so excited. This season is going to be incredibly fun. We can say we went to WSU when they were in the top 10. That's unbelievable. It's insane. I mean, it's so cool. And Drake, I mean, for, for Drake and then for me Biggest as well. Biggest fan I, I know in the world is Drake. I mean, I, Jesus, I've been here. My my three years being here, we've been ranked every season. That's so cool. So I, I don't know if it's just because, uh, you know, I'm here and I'm just a good luck charm. or. Uh, <laughs> well, remember growing up, I, I, we should move on, but remember growing up, WSU was like the Browns. I've said this, you know, the Houston Astros were the Browns of baseball. WSU was the Browns of college football, man. It, like, I know people, Nathan, my best friend Nathan, diehard Kook fan, would wear Kook shirts everywhere when they were losing every game. They were just atrocious. And that's a testament. I think so many fans that are WSU fans have been there through thick and thin, and it's so cool to see the football team kind of give them something to root for for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it, it really is amazing. I mean, I go back to um, when the Cougs played USC. It was here, and um, I forget what year it was. I think it was two thousand. The plays in the the song. They they show that clip when they play the song and the whole stadium sings. Na 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 na. Is it played during that? They no, show it a, wasn't. A clip no, of the USC this is this is a ways away. Oh, wow. like, was this was this like two thousand eight? This might that this, game? this might have been. The, yeah, this was the year that they got like blown out like fifty nine nothing. It was you know it was my, it was so bad. Like I mean USC was like kneeling in the second half, geez. and like they were. I mean oh, so they like got early in the se- early in the second half. It's, it's like, funny you bring that game. It was up, so Drake. bad, but 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 I was gonna say the change that this program has had, and we got to thank again Mike Leach and his yeah. coaching staff. And also Bill Moose, even though he's gone now, but also putting the money forward to get a good football complex so we can get some good, solid recruits coming in because it's fun yeah. to see these these recruits coming into Wazoo in the next few years. I mean, we got some big-time players coming in, and th- this should continue for us in the Pac-12, and I, and I like our chances you know, going forward. It's, it's funny that you brought that game up, Drake, because... Our we have a buddy Tyler and uh, he is Tyler. like the Ty. biggest Coog fan. It's him, this, him or Drake, man. It's oh man, <laughs> that la- that Colorado game uh, this last week. You know, we all left at halftime just because it was so wet and rainy and cold. I, I you, you stayed, you stayed, but, but we, yeah, we you decided. Were paid, so you're yeah, paid. yeah, yeah, you know. So it was a little different. Paid. But anyways, we left and Tyler stayed that whole game. Did he but really? He did. He did. But. What's his um, last name? Just Can we give him a shout out? Tyler Bow. Tyler, Tyler Bow, you are a champ. Tyler I love Bo you. Yes. Had a baby. Wow. He um, did? Just, just he did. He did. Yeah, man. He would. I didn't not, want to be there. I was getting budge. paid he to would be not there. leave. I know it was awesome. But anyways, just going off what Drake was saying about that USC game. I think it was like 2008. I want to say something like yeah. that. Might it might have been. Yeah, I, th- I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. But um, anyways, Tyler was just showing me pictures before the the USC game this year, and he said, "Mark, look at these pictures from the last time USC came to Pullman." Do you see that? Those bugs crawled right into my room. Oh, dude, I saw that. I didn't want to say anything. It's air, terrible. Okay. Anyways, so <laughs> Tyler shows me this picture, and Martin Stadium was empty. Really? By the third quarter, I'm wow. pretty sure it was empty. Nobody was there. So it's cool culture change. You know, I want to stay in Washington. Drake, the Seahawks. We've watched this all year. We, you and I have personally debated. And if you don't know Drake, if you ever get a chance to meet Drake personally and watch a football game with him, it's it's a special treat. The guy just is got so much energy and he's so excited. We've debated this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, all year, I get a little yes. scared when I watch oh, games with oh, him. Man, I think, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna punch the TV. You know? <laughs> now, Drake. Have the Seahawks turned a corner? Because we saw them beat the Giants, and I really personally think it's not as big a win as everyone thinks because the Giants are crap. And we look at what we did against the Seahawks. Here's the split at halftime, if I may, before you go. Yep. Russell Wilson had 171 yards, and Eli Manning, the Giants quarterback, had 17 yards. The Seahawks had 15 first downs to the four the Giants had. We had run 41 plays. The Giants had run 18. We were dominating the stat book, but we were losing 7-3 to to the New York Giants, possibly one of the worst teams in football. 
we did come back to win the game, but it's like I don't. If we have performances like that, it's not going to work against other teams that are actually more talented and aren't one in six. Drake. Okay, so so real quick, the NFL is kind of a it's a week to week basis. Sure, totally. So, Every, any given Sunday. So any team can win at any time. I yes. mean, Miami Agreed went to Atlanta and won, and Atlanta was blowing them out in the first half, and they didn't score the rest of the game. They ended up losing twenty to seventeen. Just as, as an example, but I will go like this. Um, Seattle reminds me a lot of me in my in my college career. I'd say I have. I don't have the greatest first semester. You know, I do okay. Yeah. Um, to my standards, anyway. Um, You're not a 4.0 in in fall. No, I mean, I'm like a I'm like a three one. I'm like a three one three two guy in in the fall. I don't know. I start slow when I get because I I get back from summer and you know have a lot of fun and enjoy yourself and then you got to get back into school mode. It's kind of like Seattle getting back into football mode early in the season. It takes them a little bit, even though there's preseason and all that. Yeah. It still takes time to get on the same page. Okay. But when the second semester rolls around, I usually kill it, and it's fun. And I get back, and I'm already in football mode. And Seattle's like that. Seattle reminds me a lot of me. And they take – I mean, they, they really try and kick it into high gear yeah. in that second tier of the season. And that second tier is actually starting this week, week eight, um, you know, with, with the Houston Texans at home in Seattle. But I love where they're going right now. The schedule's favorable. Just signed Dwight Freeney. I love that call. Uh, by GM John Schneider. Um, he is a guy that will give us a ton of leadership and also help us out in the D-line, even though we just uh, we just lost uh, Cliff Averland. He's on IR now. But um, I love where Seattle's going right now. Schedule, again, like I said, is favorable. Got to watch out for the Rams, but we did just beat the Rams at home, or excuse me, in, uh, in L.A. Yep. We still have them at home. So um, I like where Seattle's going. I like where they're going. And Russell Wilson is really, really um, turning a corner again this season, just, just hitting that stride. And, you know, Daryl Bevel is definitely opening the offensive yeah. playbook for him. So it, it's it's cool to see. So Well, to your credit, Pete Carroll teams, you, you dropped this knowledge on me the other day. They always struggle early in the season. They always need to have a little bit of time to acclimate to the season and get moving. But I think the true hero this season is Russell Wilson. Because yeah. no matter what you put around Russell Wilson, he's the same player every single year. What yeah. else could you want yeah. from your quarterback than be consistent no matter who's who the supporting cast is. And I think that's incredible that Russell Wilson has done that. Do you have anything to say about that? Well, I mean, you know, personally, Russell Wilson is my favorite player in the NFL, and he's just by a long shot, you know, just ever. And it's it's kind of it's non-original to say that about your favorite NFL team, you know, the quarterback <laughs> being your favorite player. Yeah. But I just love Russell Wilson's mindset. And I just, I just love he, – he just – every single game he goes out there, he gives it his all, and he is always in the game no matter what. No matter what, they could be down twenty-one points, twenty-eight points by four touchdowns. Let's go! Always, let's go. always clapping, in the game, yeah. Yeah, always 100%. in the game, and he is just so fun to watch, and it's so fun to watch him make plays. I mean, I want to go back to a play he made against the Tennessee Titans, where he was being tackled almost on the ground, and uh, he completed a first down. Yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. He always and fights. I just, oh, it, he's just so fun to watch. And going off what Drake said about our team, you know, starting slow and you know finishing strong. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. Finish. and Pete Carroll is is just is just he, that's just how he plays and that's how that's how his, his coaching scheme goes and um I'm just really excited for the Seahawks team moving forward well you mentioned the Rams and I'm uh, that word excited I'm excited to watch the Seahawks and the Rams duke it out who because I think whoever doesn't win the division will be in the wild card because both teams yeah. are so phenomenal both yeah. well coached I both fantastic Whitley coached both really good rosters what I'm curious about you know this is the 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 NFL season is ter- making a turning point right now. This is where the real guys come out to play. Week 8. Right now, Deshaun Watson and the Texans are preparing for the Seahawks. 
Yep. In Seattle, and I think the Texans yep. have the second best roster. I believe this. The Chiefs have the best roster in the NFL. Texans are right there behind them. They, all they've been missing is a quarterback, and now they have the best rookie quarterback in the league and a fantastic. He looks unfazed. And you talked earlier about how uh, this year rookie quarterbacks and young quarterbacks struggle when they come into Seattle because the noise, the Legion of Boom, the whole defense, it gets in their head and they really struggle. Except I think Deshaun Watson is just one of those rare, unfazed guys where it doesn't matter the situation. We've seen him against Alabama, just unfazed. How is he going to play this weekend? So I was going to go to my point. It's not even just you know young quarterbacks or rookie quarterbacks. It's veteran quarterbacks too that that come into Seattle for the first time. They will struggle, and I I just don't I don't see you know that stopping. I I still I still see even with Deshaun Watson. Even with Deshaun Watson, he's great. Don't get me wrong. I got him as yeah. a fantasy quarterback, and I've loved him so far oh, this year. Yeah. Not going to lie, but <laughs> I also have Seattle's defense, so I kind of had to make a decision. But I love Seattle, and I love them at home. They are a team that are just plays completely different at home, and in that crowd, they haven't seen a game in like three weeks now because they had a, a road game and then a bye and then and then a road game again. So I, I mean, the twelves are going to bring it, and uh, I think Watson, even though they're coming off a bye, which I think will be huge for them, um, they might have a good jolt early. But again, I, I think Seattle takes control, and. Uh, it should be it should be a good win this week. I do like Seattle winning this game this week against Deshaun yeah. Watson and the crew. So Notre Dame is broken into the top ten. They are number nine in the nation. And I've used this same argument all year. I talk about Boise State and very impassionately about how I don't believe in Boise State. They lost Chris Peterson and when they lost their head coach, I suddenly don't respect them nationally anymore because they're not a team you'd normally expect. You not a normally team normally a team you would think and have a lot of confidence in. So until Boise State proves it and wins games nationally, I don't think they're back. I don't think they're what they were. I feel the same way about Notre Dame. What is what's Notre Dame's big win? It's USC. Well, uh, USC was discredited when they lost to Texas. I don't. I think their struggle up front. Notre Dame has a really good uh, offensive line, full of seniors, and USC's weakness is their front seven on defense. So. I think it's a terrible matchup. I think Notre Dame is matched up to destroy USC up front. And that's why we saw this blowout this week. But here's what here's who Notre Dame plays the rest of the year. They play number 14, NC State, number 8, Miami, number 20, Stanford, and, th- and then they play an overrated Michigan team. That's who they beat. I'm sorry, excuse me. They play three ranked teams, and if they can go through and beat all of them, then yeah, I'll respect them. But they need to earn it. And right now, I don't respect them as the number 9 team in the nation because... They've beaten what? They lost to Georgia in a close game against a true freshman. By one? By one but point? It was 20 to 19. An 18-year-old's first start in college football. I just, I don't, I know, I don't respect Notre Dame. Am I wrong? Hey, about Georgia some, is I don't respect Notre Dame. Stacked. No, they are. They are. But Georgia is stacked. I mean, they could unseat Alabama. I think that there's a good possibility. I mean, that's why it was, yeah, they, sure. I mean, they honestly probably should have beaten Georgia. I mean, I watched the ending of that. I mean, Georgia had a nice final drive to yeah. end the game. But I was going to go to Notre Dame. They haven't allowed over 20 points to any of their opponents all year. Sure. They haven't allowed over. I mean, their defense is absolutely stout. So I like their. I mean, and they've also beaten a good, good, really good Michigan State team on the road. You think Michigan State's good? Yes. Michigan State is a good team. They they went in the big house and won. That is not an easy place to win. I don't care who you are. You go into the big house and win against Jim Harbaugh. Yes, that's, that's pretty impressive. Now, here's what's impressive about Notre Dame is their schedule. Because if they do finish the season, they beat NC State, Miami, and Stanford, then I can't. I have nothing but yeah. I have to give them credit. Because if they win, if they finish out that way, then yeah, I have to give them credit. They beat a ton of ranked teams and are have earned their spot. But right now, currently, I feel like I haven't seen enough evidence to believe in them. See, I I disagree with you, Zach. I mean, just looking yeah. at their resume and what they've done, 
I mean, beating USC, I don't care what people say. I know USC hasn't looked great in all their ball games. USC yeah. is a good team. Yeah. Sam Darnold is a great quarterback, and USC is a good team. They may not have been able to find, you know, figure it out as yeah. well this year, and they're not playing as well as they did last year, in my opinion. But I still think USC is a good team. So that's a great win for this Notre Dame team. I also think the, the win against Michigan State... Awesome win. Awesome win. Huge win for them. Michigan State beat Michigan earlier this year. And, I mean, having those two wins and also losing to Georgia by one point, I think Notre Dame's for real, and I think they do deserve this number nine spot, and I think they do. They they have my respect, in in my personal opinion. So. Well, here's the question. If Notre Dame, do they, if they break into, if they keep it going, do they belong in the college football playoff? Because are you going to tell me two of the Power Five conference teams are not going to make it if Notre Dame does? That that would that'd be I'd, I'd feel weird about that. I don't like that. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Do you follow my drift? Oh, okay, yeah. So if like, I, if we're gonna leave the Big Twelve yeah. and the Pac-12 out and let yeah. an independent Notre Dame team in, if they if they finish their schedule, would you say they've earned it with their rank? Because they do play a lot of ranked teams. Would they have earned it if they if they finish out? undefeated the rest of the year personally i don't think that they will because like drake always drake always goes back to this they don't they're not going to play a conference championship that's a huge huge thing for making the college football playoff if you don't have a conference championship it it just it doesn't go on your resume you know if you have that conference win and you have that conference title that that helps your resume going into the college football playoff and i think even if notre dame is to win out even though their only loss in the season would be to a top top five team georgia who then they lost by one I still don't think they make it in just because I don't think their resume will be as good as an, as another team who has a conference championship under the belt I agree with that so. 100% it's a great point great point Mark uh, totally agree with that totally agree that's what you always that's say. Honestly, that that well, was gonna be my point. Well, that's that's, well that's, that's my fault. Well done. That's as an independent, <laughs> as an independent, that's what sucks for for Notre Dame. But that's why they have to load up their schedule. And and I, I saw this thing on Twitter. They um, it was according to some analytical guy that reported on this. They don't control their own destiny. You know, going forward for the college football playoffs. So they got to hope for some losses by teams ahead of them. And. Um, you know, even a one-loss Notre Dame team, it's going to be tough to get in. Because, again, like Mark was talking about, you don't have that conference championship on your resume. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Can, you know, can I just apologize real quick? That that was Drake. I've, I've heard Drake talk about that so much. But I've, I've come to grown to uh, really agree with him, and I just think it'll be really tough well, Here's for what's Notre interesting Dame. about Notre Dame is now I, I, don't, I wasn't planning on having this conversation, but should they join a conference? Because, look, what more can you ask from them? They're playing six teams that have made been in the top 25 this year. If that if they don't if they beat all six teams, oh, sorry, even if they lose to Georgia, they beat five of the six ranked teams they play this year, and they don't make it in, what else can they do? Win all six? I mean, I mean, they, their schedule is. I will give them credit. Their schedule is chock full of good football teams. And can can I just go off this? This is why I people are going to disagree with me when I say this, but this is one big reason why I don't agree with the four team college football playoff. I don't agree with it. I personally, as a fan. I want an eight-team college football playoff. I think that you can find eight good enough teams at the end of the season to have a college football play. I do. And I think from a fan perspective, it would be more fun to do it that way. And I don't know if you guys have heard Michael Leach talk about it, but if you think about it, you, do you see Do you see how, how other, other divisions in college football play? They do, I, I they do a playoff as well. You know, I, do, and I college, and with Michael Leach, Division I one like college football is the only, only... Uh, division to not do it that way. What I'm, I'm insane. I know I'm on an island all by myself. I love the Mike Leach clip. It was hilarious and, and very truthful. But I think this, the four-team four college team, four team college football playoff is such an improvement over the two. Because, look, 
if, if Boise State's ranked eighth and they've lost three games or whatever, and they're, somehow they're eighth in the nation, right? Do they really deserve a chance to compete for the national championship? No. No, they don't because they, they have a weak schedule. And they're, I really think four teams is plenty. Because, look, if you're not in the top four, why should you get a chance? Because you didn't earn it. Like, you know, does that make sense to you? It, it doesn't because why the the top you don't you don't just take the top four teams in the NFL. You don't take the top four teams in high school. But this and is you don't college. play them. It's different. It, it, but it's not. It's the same. If You're you think expect, about it. So okay, how many games? If a 16 team college will play, that's three more games added to the season. We're already talking about how bowl games add too many games to the season. But what if me as a fan, if Notre Dame wins their last, their last, I think, what do they have, six or... Um, but anyways, the, it, as a fan, I want to I want to see them go, I want to see Notre Dame go up against these big teams. And I'm done. I'm going to Bring it on, go. Drake. All right, Zach, so we've talked about, <laughs> you and me, we've talked about, I mean, you said you love... The NCAA tournament, right? I didn't know. And, and I will you say know, this. You said it you would don't be focus. great viewing. It'd be fantastic You said viewing. you don't love... No, no. The NCAA tournament, college basketball. Yeah. You said you don't even focus on really the regular I season. I don't. Once the NCAA tournament comes around, bam, focus on the whole tournament thing. And you're not the only one. You, you are like a lot of fans where a tournament is just a gravitating so moneymaker. And if we add 16 teams... It would be awesome for all college football teams to be able to compete for that national title yes, game. Yes, Drake. Because yes, even Drake. in the NCAA tournament, every team has a chance to win the national Keep going, title buddy. game. Yes. Okay? I'm ready, I'm Think ready. about the money that you would gain from that. Come okay? back to this. And, and, and a 16 team playoff, it would take a month. Okay. Instead of those big long breaks in between the college football playoff, the semifinal game, they give them like two weeks. It's like, come on, guys, you need a week to play football, and these guys are already energized enough. If you got in a in a, in a playoff scenario like that. You got to have 16 teams. And eventually, I think they will get there. They will get to 16 teams because they'll realize the money that they'll get because fans love the playoff type feel. One and done. Yeah, bowl games are, yeah, it's a one and done, but where are you going if you win? Cool. You get a sick trophy. Dude, I'd rather say that I made to the you know quarterfinals or the semifinals of the college football playoff. How much cooler does that sound? To even just get into the college football playoff, it will give more teams an opportunity now. And so those, you know, quote-unquote mid-majors, they'll get an opportunity then to get in and, and show why they can compete at a high level. Well, I mean, can we – Can I, no, I just no, want to say one more thing before you before you go because I feel like I'm holding the dog rack right now and Zach's just going to be released oh, in a second here. But anyways, I mean, going on – Drake, I love your point and I 100% agree with you. I mean, if you look – there was two teams I was really sad that didn't make the college football playoff last year, Penn State and yes. USC. I was yes. so disappointed. I two really wanted teams, to see them play. Two of the hotter teams in the nation I don't know, get and, in. And, and they don't get in. They and, don't and, get in. And I, it just – it disappoints me. And I, Drake, I 100% agree with you and I think it'll be the best thing for college football if they do go to a 16 team or even an 8 team. Mark, well done. So, so this weekend is, I, I'm not shifting gears, I'm staying on this topic, but I'm, I'm referencing this weekend is Ohio State and Penn State. Why is this game such a big deal? Do you know why? It's because it matters. It matters so very much and it's going to get so many viewership because it basically de- determines who goes to the college football playoff from the Big Ten, in my opinion. Yes. Now, if we had a 16-game college football playoff, this game would not be nearly as important because both teams would be then have a chance to make it into the college football playoff. Does that make sense? The reason college football, playoff, college football is so fun to me is because every game is so very important. If you lose a game, your season's over. So it's like the whole season is a playoff. Why do we need three more games to do that? You delegitimize the entire regular season if you have a 16-game college football playoff. I, the reason I don't watch the NBA and Major League Baseball is because the regular season doesn't matter. And you would delegitimize and take away from the regular season of college football, college football 
if you had a 16 team college football playoff? Bring it on, Mark. Okay, I so disagree with this point. Really? I, I love I love that that the that the regular season does matter, but a, a team at the beginning of a season you can argue is worse than when they're I think a team plays their best football towards the end of a season oh, I agree, I agree. or a baseball team but plays their best baseball at the end of a season a basketball team plays their best basketball at the end of the season and when the stakes are higher in a playoff um, atmosphere yeah. the games are just better more exciting yeah the regular season might not matter as much but the playoff would and I believe a playoff would get more viewership than a regular season game like tomorrow because to be honest with you if I don't watch the game tomorrow I'm not going to be like beating myself up over it I mean I'm going to be sad if I yeah. miss it yeah. but if I missed a playoff game I would be very sad about not watching that game because that's more high stakes and it's more exciting well you give more fo- I will give you this point you get put way more focus on each game when you have a playoff you're right. Yes. It's more concentrated because Ohio State, Penn State this weekend. How many other games are going on during that game? If you had a college football playoff, I'll concede this: you would have way more eyeballs because it's more concentrated. Does that make sense, Drake? Do you have anything to say? Well, I was going to talk about. You know, you said that. You know, I'm not interested in the NBA and the MLB. You know, regular season, I'm which not, I understand. No, I understand because you know there's a bunch of games going on every night. But college football, it's going on every. Every other Saturday, okay? So people are still going to gravitate. I mean, what do, what do people think when they get to the weekend? Yeah, I get to watch some football. It's going to happen every week anyway. People are still going to gravitate. Tailgaters are going to still be out there. Sue Crew's still going to be lit every Saturday here at Martin. It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, baby. Yeah. But again, it's just about getting into the playoff. And if you can just get it's like the NCAA tournament. Again, same thing. If you can just find a way to get in, okay, your chances are awesome to, to possibly win the national title. And it'll, it'll actually improve the regular season, I think, too, because then teams, you got to build your resume. Just like an NCAA tournament, you got to build your resume to, you know, let the committee know that, hey, we're here for real. And if you got some nice wins on your resume, yeah, you're going to get into the 16 team college football playoff and a chance to win the national title. I, I think we should move on, but I want to say, can, can, we, can, we, can we just say one more thing? Yeah. And another thing to go off that point. I, as a fan, I for me, I've always loved the NFL way more than college football, and it's just because you know, like you said, with the regular season, it and, matters. And it, it does. It, it does matter. But I'm not. I'm. I'm more of a guy who likes to watch playoffs. It's just more fun for me. Sure. It's more fun for me to watch as a fan. You know, especially if I'm watching teams where they're not my team. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if Penn State's not my team, I like to watch them. They're not my team though. So if I miss a regular season game from Penn State, I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I if they're in the playoff, I want to watch them. And another thing I want to go off of is that the NFL, when, when college football is done with, the NFL gets to start playing games on Saturdays. The NFL can't play games on Saturdays during college football because they don't want to take away from college football. But after college football is done, the NFL starts playing games on Saturdays. Games on Saturdays in the NFL aren't nearly as exciting for me, and I tend to miss more of those games on Saturday. In my opinion, stuff going on. I life. think that it'd be so much better if instead that the NFL only play games on Sundays and the college football playoff extend and keep playing games on those Saturdays rather than doing that weekend NFL thing. That's I don't know. That's just something that I kind of see that would also... You know, if you the know, playoff happened. I will say, man, the but. sixteen game playoff, sixteen team playoff, would be so much better for fans. And that you guys have swung me. I I, I, I admit defeat. Um, I, I really, no, no, I, I hate to say it, but wow. it's, it's true. I, I, I can oh. I can admit when I'm wrong. And Let's I can admit go. When I lost. And as much as I, I still 
we, I still like think I, I have this old school mentality. I like I like the four teams. I think it's better than it was. I agree. It'd be better for fans. And, and you guys got me. And what I think is so cool about this very moment right now. None of this was prepared. None of this was, of this was prepared. This guys. is just this is what None I love about you so much, and it's yes, fantastic. Came up yep. with this right. On Can the we spot. shift gears? Our last topic of the day: Ohio State, Penn State. Yes. So yes. again, I, I stated this earlier. It's going to be pretty short because we already covered a lot of it. Yeah. This is the most important game this weekend, and it will determine who goes through the college football playoff from the Big Ten. Yep. Drake, do you have any? I, I'm sure you're prepared. Do you have something to say about this? An elimination game. In this game, Ohio State, they're at home. They're at the horseshoe. Um, they're looking for revenge, too. Last year, they lost to Penn State on the road yep. in Happy Valley. Um, JT Barrett, the offense, they've been playing great. Um, Penn State's defense is very stout. And one thing Ohio State cannot do in this game, they cannot fall behind early, okay? Penn State this season, this season, guys, is outscoring their opponents 90 to nothing. In the first quarter, okay? So do not fall behind if you're Ohio State. If they can do that, and I love their D-line, okay? They've got eight guys, and they rotate a bunch, okay? They are going to be fresh, and I like their chances of shutting down Barkley um, at the horseshoe. I have a prediction. So earlier this year, I, I right before the week one of college football, I said Ohio State will run the table and win the college football playoff. They will win the national championship. I predicted Ohio State would. And when they lost to Oklahoma, everyone bailed. Everyone said, oh, Penn State's, or Ohio State is over. Their season is over. They lost to Oklahoma. It's done. And I said, look at what happened last year. Clemson made it to the national championship and won with one loss. I think it's very much possible Ohio State can go back. And I believe that they're still good. I still think Ohio State will win the national championship. I'm riding that to my grave. I believe they will beat Penn State ultimately win the Big Ten and go on and beat like Alabama it. because like they are it. so good. At, they lost a fluky game. I would, I'll, fine. But we see that happen all the time. We, lo- we saw who lost the other week. WSU came out and played horrendous against Cal. Like just had an uncharacteristically it bad happens. game. It does happen. Ohio State is totally fine. And they will beat Alabama and win the national championship. That's what I think will happen. Mark, real quick before you go. Before you go. Last three national title teams, by the way, have lost to an unranked team at home. Just putting it out. And they lost to a Ohio ranked team. Now Ohio State did lose to a ranked team, but no, just but just but throwing that out that's there. That's even it helps just, my point even more. It does. That's what I'm saying. They Sometimes the team. national title teams, they'll slip up. It'll happen. So just wanted to throw that out there for the fans. Yeah. Mark. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot on this topic, but I do believe that Who are you oh, rooting for? I, I want Ohio State, man. Yeah. I want yeah. Ohio State. Damn I want right. Ohio State. God, nation. I, I have nothing yeah. against Penn State. I, but so I, <laughs> I, 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 I like Ohio State. I have always liked JT Barrett. I think he's been a just an absolute solid quarterback for Ohio State since he's been there. And his he has he's had a great resume, just a bunch of wins, and I'm excited to watch him go into go into battle against Penn State. So. You guys, this was so fantastic. Such a good episode. This and is great. We had this that whole conversation I didn't expect. That's why I love you guys so much. You guys are both uh, up-and-coming young good broadcasters, and you don't even know it, Mark. Um, I love you guys so much. Please subscribe on iTunes and on YouTube. The show's on SoundCloud as well. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. Tell your friends. Please. Tell your friends listening. Please. We want to grow. We're building the show. Our subscriber base is, is growing. It's fun. And I think we put out a fantastic product. I really do. I'm so excited to, to share this on Facebook, man. I, I yeah. am so excited. That so, debate, that college football playoff debate that, is legendary. That, man. Was, that was fun. This was a, this was you, a great can show you, today, Can you guys. split that up and oh, put that into a... Okay, up. awesome. Yeah, 100%. Sweet. Good deal. 100%. Great show, guys. Great show. Man, guys. I love you guys. A lot of fun today. My name is Zach Schaumler. Mark Campanero. Your boy, Drake Bowers. Thank you so much for listening to Strong Opinion Sports, and have a great day, everybody. Go Cougs.